And I'm Regan. Yeah, and this is Baiju Billabong. Yeah, Baiju Billabong. So, uh, for all your Australian Chinese needs, you've got the Baiju and the Billabong. Not, not the brand so Billabong, we... by the way. We're not sponsored by them, but hopefully uh, no. one day. We're talking Outback with the Outback. Bunyips. <laughs> uh, uh, that Billabong, like the Matilda song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, we probably should just mention what we want to do on this podcast, but I think we... We're both active on Twitter. Uh, I'm still Razy, and Tamir is still Muslim. Um, so I think a lot of our content is going to be, I think it's going to be quite Twittery, I suppose. A lot of in jokes and yeah. uh, a lot of <laughs> famous, famous uh, alpha figures on Twitter that you find these days. Yeah, yeah. so we're, we'll be talking a lot about China watches, bizarre creatures they are. Um, um, especially American ones, I suppose, and some Chinese ultranationalists, even you know, they, some of them go quite far in the, you know, whatever they do. Yeah, and I think we just want to look at China Australia relationship, and and then both those countries' places in the world. Yeah, let's uh, start with let's start with the one that is actually like, more than anything, it's Australians involving themselves in China. But I suppose, obviously, it affects us here too. And that is Drew Pavlo and his new arch nemesis, Avi Yemeni. <laughs> oh, that was um, definitely an epic one. It's like that, uh, you know, as I posted, because uh, you'll like, let them fight. Um, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> let, let, let's let's give a background. Um, yep. So, who, I mean, not many people might know who Drew Pavlo is. He's recently got quite um, a lot of publicity from 60 Minutes and a few articles. Uh, How how would you describe this uh, Drew guy? Yeah, well, he's a student at UQ, uh, and he started out, I guess, um, with when the Hong Kong protest kicked off. He was sort of involved in some of the activism in the uni there. Um, he's, he's He's a student politics sort of guy, I guess. And um, this has really helped him build a profile. Um, you know, he's, he's got quite a following on both Twitter and Facebook now. Um, I was on his Facebook page today. You know, it's a, <laughs> strangely enough, it is a, it's a global following. Um, you know, anywhere there's anti-China content, there's going to be... Yeah, the usual... Be an audience. You got the Bogans. You got the Modi Indian, the Indian trolls. Yeah. Um, then you got the sort of the greeny lefties. It, it's it's quite a um, uh, kind of kind of weird left right spectrum. Yeah. Yes, and uh, I think um, he's managed to portray himself mostly as as a leftist, I guess. Um, certainly, I've noticed on Facebook when he posts anything sort of um, you know pro refugee rights in Australia. He gets gets criticised very quickly from a lot of his followers. So there's, while he does have that broad following, um, yeah, very varied. So, and he sort of involved himself with the protests at UQ. 
Um, I guess there's students from both Hong Kong and Taiwan, um, and then the counter-protesting from, I guess, mainland Chinese students at UQ. Mm. Um, he's since been, was it expelled from UQ? No, nah, it's suspended, I think, for a year. That's what suspended. I read. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we, I think we should probably get, um, sometime get a guest on who's a bit closer and knowledgeable about the workings of UQ and stuff. Yeah, he gets a salary for being a senator. That's that's yeah. quite interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I've never been to UQ, so I'm not um, really sure how all their stuff there works. Well, aren't you in Brisbane? Aren't you just, you know, pop over and have a look? <laughs> Isn't that how it works? It's on the, that's on the fancy part of town. <laughs> on the ground reporting? No. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually go to any of the... The stuff when the Hong Kong thing, you know, I had the Lenin Wall there. Oh, I, I didn't yeah. actually go there, so I really, I'm not going to say a lot about that because I really don't know. I've only most of my life second hand. Obviously, I've seen his content online. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the official mainstream reporting by the ABC uh, and you know even so-called set and left um, uh, mainstream sources such as Fairfax has been quite atrocious from last year to this year. Like, um, there was that sort of uncovering um, by certain students against Drew Pablo of his um, constant bullying against Chinese students, which he takes Greg Murphy in. Um, I, I'm just like, how's that not taken in? It seems like there's this whole way to portray as though Drew is just being attacked for be, for being anti-communist uh, or a communist, Chinese Com- Communist Party. Yeah. But in fact, he's also doing a lot, hitting back quite hard as well. Yeah. Yeah, he... Seems very, very confused, but he's 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 always passionate about making some noise. Yeah, I mean, um, he want, likes their attention. You can tell, and it, it's kind of this from 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 my perspective as a um, Aussie born Chinese that's lived here for most of my life. Um, he, he really pulls feels like this kind of that kind of leftist sort of greeny leftist person who thinks it's still okay to be, um, you know, offensive to Asians. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what he gives that feel to me mostly. But yeah. Yeah. I think he he feels like it's kind of like it's almost like a paternalist hatred in that he thinks he knows what's better for the Asian yeah. people, I guess. And, oh, and Chinese back people. to um the comments, like you always see some guy called like, I don't know, Elvin Leung or something on his comments because they like a lot of people um like this is generalizing but you got you got the elvins who's like his whole life just wants, wanted to be like an accountant he's just like oh i'm gonna be accountant i'm gonna go then now he's like you know you saw his dad go to shenzhen every week and get like five hookers right two 20 rmb and like bought 10 factories in the 1990s and now he can't do that anymore and he thinks it's all the chinese people's fault and he so he in, in his eyes anyone that's against china such as abby Amani, he's obviously good but he just doesn't understand why suddenly, you know, Drew Pablo was attacked. He doesn't have a left or right spectrum. He just has China bad, Hong Kong good. Yes. Yeah. And I, it's interesting that, uh, say, say Drew's supporters from the Hong Kong crowd, uh, neither of them really believe the same things. They don't, I don't think they really understand each other either. And obviously the, the sort of online Hong Kong accounts they'll dispose them as soon as they've got what they wanted out of them, you know? Mm. So maybe we should talk about the other side of the spectrum there. And that was someone who was without a doubt, a extremely dangerous 
and scary oh, individual. He scares me just from the tweets, mate. He's yeah, he's an army. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, now he is working on his own sort of anti-China grift. Um, I mean, Avi's Avi casts a wide net when he's looking yeah, for the, the right wing. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so anything. You know, he's had to go at you know anything from Sudanese community to oh, Antifa. What uh, could go Former on. federal candidate for uh, the Australian Liberty Alliance. That's right. right party. Was so, he in the IDF or was he? I can't remember. There's photos of him that that look like it. He's never actually said that. So I guess I'm not sure where he grew up and stuff or what his situation is. Um, to be honest, I tried to avoid I tried to avoid him as much as possible. It yeah. wasn't until it wasn't until his falling out with Drew uh, <laughs> on Twitter the last couple of days um, that I decided to check in to see what he's up to. Um, do you want to talk about yeah, people I mean, and whose side they? To be honest, his falling out kind of made me have a more positive view of Drew, like. <laughs> Because um, Drew is actually, he yes. seems like he has certain values that he will die on a hill for, uh, such as Palestinian liberation. And I was just like, oh, interesting. And you pointed that out to me. I was like, wow, okay, he's not all bad, in, in my opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> no. Um, he's not 100% he, grifter. Maybe 90% a grifter, but he's, you know, he's like Mao, you know, there's a bit of bad, a bit of good. Yeah. <laughs> he's. Yeah. Um... I do think, I mean, he's, I, you could call him, I don't know if I call him a leftist, but he's certainly like a progressive, you know. And he's, the thing is, the difference between him and a lot of people, he's really young as well. I, think, I don't even know if he's 20 yet. So 20 or 21, yeah. So he will have time to grow. And it was, I, I do have to hand it to him for, for to posting that Abby is not someone to be associated with, you know. I mean, he got backed up by uh, Hong Kong Hermit. The, the most famous <laughs> garden teacher in the world, you know. So. Someone else I've also <laughs> my life and block as much as possible. So, yeah, he he said some stuff about Abby because Abby actually was in Hong Kong. He must have gone over for those. Uh... Yeah, he did. He did. He was, um, you know, he even uh, had a talk of that. You know that Chinese dude who blares out the Chinese national anthem with like a stereo on his back. He had like, uh, a with him. Yeah, and yeah, dude, definitely an alpha alpha dude. You know, just walking around. <laughs> Like he he could just get killed literally by twenty goons, but he just doesn't care. Yeah. So yeah, Hong Kong Hermit had a gold, which is pretty funny to see. And you know, this is the point where say you're you're Indian nationalists, and then the actual ideologically sort of right wing Hong Kongers, that seems to be where they've, they've jumped off. Yeah. Jumped off the jury thing, and and they've they've really. Just, I mean, it's not that they've shown themselves, but now it's just they don't, they've they've put themselves. Oh, I don't know how to, I don't know how to you you put it. <laughs> yeah, they, they they've kind of it, it's weird. So the Hong Kong um, thing is there's so many factions, um, in that so the extreme right and the one that's associated with, so this new new thing called new federates new federated states of China federal states of China set up by Bannon and Guo Wenhui Miles Kwok. Yep. Um, anyway, it's all connected, intertwined somehow, and they have this sort of press team called Himalaya, um, and they went in and co- and labelled Drew 
um, Pavlo as a senior Wumo officer, which is hilarious. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, they all told the, the you know the the Falun Gong people and the you know the new citizens of this country that's only a few months old to like unfollow him. You know the mass unfollowing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Deplatforming. Deplatforming. Um, yeah. It was amazing warfare just going right there. But you know, it, that, it would be quite a good play if Drew actually was like, you know, some like general Wu Mao guy. That that would just be amazing by Xi Jinping right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just shows how quickly sort of these um, reactionary groups will throw you aside and and and, and call you call you names as soon as as soon as they're done with you, you know, like um yeah, so. yeah. I mean, look at Milo Yiannopoulos when he came out with that um, pedophile stuff, and he, um, you know, got deplatformed. He, he's like, you know, usefulness was no longer there, and they basically just yeah, absolutely let, left him to rot. Yeah, and that's Thank what's going to happen to <laughs> Drew. But you know, Drew luckily has a strong left following as well. Yeah. So yeah, it will be interesting to see if he. If he sticks with the the Hong Kong thing, or he, he maybe he moves on to something else. Um, sorry, we forgot to talk about it also with Drew about the because those the oh those aren't that Nazi group holding the flags outside or something. Oh, <laughs> um, that... what are they called? Um, they were part of Antipodian. They're allied with those guys. Uh, yeah, it was, it was something like um, you know. Australia for white males, which is quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to find it now. Damn it. Is this the Chinese yeah, so Australia scene just moves too fast? Yeah. yeah. But the funny thing was, was was Drew accused them of being, uh, he said it was a false flag carried out by the CCP. Oh. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was hilarious. And um, then you look into his, like, literally his followers, half of them are one nation voters yeah who just say so many racist things and you're like uh i don't know drew that's this that sounds like you know maybe they're just actual racists <laughs> i'm not going to comment whether he is or not but uh yeah there was whether is conscious he was offering a dog whistle that was being that was being picked up you know mm. and racists will we're, we're, we're looking for racism and i guess they thought they found it so yeah, a lot of um, far-right people are quite disappointed that uh, Drew wasn't right-wing, you know. When he started calling out Steve Bannon and, you know, as we talked about Avi Yamini, they were, like, really disappointed. Like, wow, this guy's not the real deal. He's, you know, he's actually just another lefty, um, greeny guy. Yeah. Yes. That brings back um, how, you know, they think this, there's this massive Walmart network. Um, you know, there's like some Walmart commissioner. There's a bunch of guys in like some high tech lab. They're like, yes, sir, yes, sir. I'm Captain Walmart, and they like, you know, get into like, I'm gonna send some Xi Jinping pro memes, like Xi Jinping 40% poverty reduction stuff. It, it's just, <laughs> it's not true because most of the time it's like, it's it's a bunch of guys. Like I, I've, I remember like walking past. There was this thing called like cultural, whatever central bureau thing in beijing it literally looks like an internet cafe of two guys picking their feet eating sunflower seeds it's not, not that high tech <laughs> and it probably yeah. just like going like oh this guy you know he said um china sucks on weibo i better delete it it's not that high tech because they mostly just work domestically because they don't right. need to actually you know work um overseas because they can't beat the us you know the, the hollywood yeah 
this idea that there's there's accounts out there trying to change our minds is just outside of like uh, China daily posting videos of infrastructure projects. Like, <laughs> you know, that's it. Yeah. Because and there's there's enough just uh, well Chinese people, I suppose, both in and outside of China, just posting their own content. You know, these yeah. the you're calling someone a Wu Mao because you. They couldn't fathom the idea of someone from within China having an independent thought, you know, about yeah. their own country or whatever. So it's just it's just absolutely crazy. Like it dehumanizes the person. He means basically, it's like when you start bringing out Hitler to attack someone, um, and it's like the Godwin's in, Godwin's law. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you basically lost the argument because you you can't beat him, so you start labeling him as like a Chinese paid-off shill. Um, but it, it is also quite funny because a lot of people are now identifying Wu Mao. Um, kind of like proudly now. Like, yeah, we're reclaiming the slur. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, I'm a proud Wu Mao man. I'm field marshal of the Wu Maos. Just you know, put yeah, put, yeah, tweeting a thousand infrastructure videos a day. <laughs> well, I mean, fifty Uyghur I mean, dancing guess... videos, whatever the hell they do now. Oh, that's dancing videos. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> so, um, uh, what else are we going to talk about? Um, I mean, there, there was, you know, we could perhaps go deeper into the new federal states of China. Right, that was it, yeah. 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 Um, I'm not sure if everyone knows, but there's a new country um, that was, you know, set up on the auspicious date on the 4th of June. Um, obviously, <laughs> a lot of symbolism there. Um, so the, you can just imagine there's like this scene near like sort of the New York Harbor. There's the um, Statue of Liberty. There's a little dinghy. There's Guo, Bannon, former soccer football star, um, Hao Haidong, and Ye Zhao Ying, who's also a famous badminton player in China. Right. Like, and they raised the flag, and it's like, you know, it's just very cringy. It's, it doesn't look like something that a billion would do. But um, so, yeah, this, this new country, um, it's, it's, it's actually spread quite quickly. Now it's already into, uh, in Australia, it seems like. They, were, they had a big protest. Um, yes. Where was that again? Uh, in Sydney, yeah. Um, Sydney, yeah. And Actually, that's very controversial because they they didn't get um, fined or called out much, and there were there was quite a lot of them. Yeah. That that rally was definitely larger than the, the Black Lives Rally that happened on uh, Black Lives Matter rally that happened on Tuesday, where people yeah. actually got arrested. Interesting enough. Yeah. Um, I did. I think I tweeted that. I wondered if they had police approval for that. Apparently, you don't need it for under 50 people. But um, It looks like so, more than 50 because they went at multiple places. Maybe it's the same people because you can't really see. But, yeah. yeah, I couldn't tell. Um, and if they did do multiple locations, I guess that gets them out of it. But um, it's interesting what, what protests are allowed and what aren't. Mm. Not many people condemning it. I mean, I saw um, David Brophy... You know, saying like, how come you know no one's really condemning them for perhaps potentially spreading coronavirus? But yeah, it's just also really annoying that um, uh, like how how can this they've just moved that move so fast? It was it was set up last month. Now they're already in Australia doing like um, these protests. So was how do I word this? Uh, was there a full on gone connection there or? Well, it, it looked like, um, just judging from the accounts posting on Twitter, it's the same kind of accounts that are usually tweeting um, pro Falun Gong kind of material. Um, right. And on, onto that Falun Gong thing, 
um, it, it seems like the new federated states is pr- the, the, the entire population seems to just be the Falun Gong, plus Steve right. Bannon, who might be part of the Falun Gong now. I don't know if he is or not. Um, <laughs> and it, it, it's crazy because um, the Falun Gong, it, 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 they are, they they have a lot of rabid fans. Like remember when um, the ABC posted something negative about them um, recently, and yes. they, they all and- went. They just all went hard on it. Yeah, that's right. Even out there with the claims that uh, the CCP has gotten to the ABC. <laughs> yeah, which is hilarious because um, you look at how much negative stuff they post about the C- CCP. Yeah, seems to be. I don't know what Steve Bannon's connection is there because he's he's getting money from somewhere, I guess. For his what's his uh, his he's got his new news network. But yeah. it does it does feel very astroturfed. It doesn't. It's obviously not a real movement or anything. Mm. Uh, they've got a flag. It's not a very good one. So yeah, it looks like <laughs> kind of like a Star Trek European Union yeah. mashup. So imagine if you're a uh, you know you're a Taiwanese um, you know a a right wing Taiwanese person like the KMT. You feel pretty uh, stabbed in the back because they've been trying to you know have that reclaim China stuff for a while. That's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, why did you guys make a new one? We're here already. We have land. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so, yeah, we should find out why why they have been sort of left out of that. It looks like, yeah, well, that just shows how how fake it is, you know, like. Well, because um, I... In truth, like, the KMT in Taiwan is pretty much a dying thing. Once the old old people die, most people will... You know, the, the stronger party would definitely be DPP forever. Even now, I don't see them winning that election. But that's another totally another conversation. But um, they're still very much nationalistic. Very much, um, they want a strong China, KMT people. Yeah. So they would mostly sometimes even side the CPC on certain things. Say, say, say the South China Sea um, issue. Right. So obviously, Bannon wouldn't want a strong China. He would uh, prefer balkanized. I mean, you, yes. you got all these um, random people proclaiming themselves on Twitter, you know, um, president of some random province in China. There's like, you know, a Shanghai independence movement, a Fujian one. Yeah, uh, one, like yeah. in the last, it does feel like in the last year, a lot of those accounts have popped up. There's like a, yeah, Manchurian homeland one. and uh, <laughs> It's heaps, um, yeah. Oh, so, there's so many, yeah. Um, there's one for Shanghai called... Uh, which is like you know a really old name for um that area like shanghai area and and there's also one for that guy's really famous peter stone okay Uh, wang Qingying, i think that's his name so he used to be an ex-professor in china and somehow he got became like um became a born-again christian then migrated to america and proclaimed himself king of southern hunan which is where that is yeah. And now he's a delivery driver or something, and he got his bike stolen twice in the last few months. <laughs> anyway, everyone just makes fun of him because he's like, "I'm the king of Taiwan." He's right, kind of like yeah. a, a meme hero, but I don't know where he's gone. He's deleted his Twitter recently. I think he just got sick of getting wrecked so hard every time. Yeah, well, there's <laughs> only so much, there's only so much bullying online <laughs> someone can take. And just while that topic, we did talk about another recording was um, all of a sudden all these maps of uh, of a balkanized China have been getting spread around online. Some really 
like a lot of verified accounts sharing it, you know, with like Occupied Yunnan and <laughs> and just yeah. bizarre breakups of China. It definitely seems to be like a Yugoslavia post-Soviet um, plan being sought out by uh, someone in the background. I can't really say who. Yeah. So I don't know. It's really weird because there's that one map, and I don't know where. It'd be interesting to see who made oh, it. Where that's it from the Indian uh, media channel. It's only been a good one. There are much better breakup balkanization maps I've seen um, posted around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. there, there was this one I saw where they literally said China's the, the Yellow River, this little area where they were like the first like people that started growing tea and stuff. I'm like, well, okay, that, that's definitely the best one. Like that That is top-tier balkanization. That Indian yeah. one, that one's crap, man. They give China too much land. You know, yeah. Yeah, you that was not go very back, ambitious. You know, and just give China like that two those two stones where the Yellow Emperor like sat. That's it, nothing else. Yeah, <laughs> but it's um that the logic is just very um uh, I don't quite get it because maybe they maybe they don't care. It doesn't have to be logical, but um absolutely yeah. Uh, if you're gonna start breaking up land that was trying to gain over a thousand years ago, then no country in the modern world would exist. Maybe you have for San Marino, so yeah. <laughs> Well, it's it's funny because one of the big criticisms of coming from America of China at the moment is that China's revisionist and wants to change the order of things. And wouldn't this idea of breaking up China change the, like the order of Asia, really? Yeah, um, I mean, but, but there is there is no there's no real argument to most of this stuff. It's just they just throw as much shit at the wall and anything that sticks you know, eventually ends up on BBC and the, and the <laughs> foreign, what is it, the foreign affairs guy or whatever for China is forced to to say, I don't know what the hell this is, you know, like. Yeah, Hua Chunying um, and um, what's his name? That guy, uh, Zhou Lijian, you know, my favorite guy, you know, the, the glasses guy, like the nerdy yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely uh, slaying it. Um, yeah, he... It, it, it's just like um, there's all these like they, that BDSM video with the guy spinning around yeah. in Taiwan. Incredible, yeah. incredible. Definitely, uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny that um, just some guy he in Taiwan who's like, he's like, oh wait, uh, that, that's that's not Uyghurs, that's me in like a sex club. And yeah, but imagine being that guy. He was not. He's not like he can go and tell anyone. Those sex clubs are probably ex- really exclusive and private. So, <laughs> yeah, especially you in, um, you know, in a more Chinese society, it's very conservative. <laughs> yeah, like he's just hoping his wife doesn't talk about. <laughs> well, his wife now now knows he has like a Chinese policeman fetish, being tortured. Yeah, so. yeah, being tortured. Very interesting fetish. Um, I have to give it give it to that guy. I like it. Yeah, I, I don't understand how it works. We'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> we should definitely have a have a uh, podcast on um Taiwanese sex clubs. BDSM. BDSM, yeah. Like, you, you, what do they have? They have, they have like mouse suits and stuff. Just people, you know, it's, it's just been built in. Yeah. Oh yeah, licking PLA boots. <laughs> <laughs> Some weird, you know, fetish. Yeah. Um. Yeah, anyway. it's it's um quite quite interesting with um. All that, but I, I wanted to talk about was you know that guy uh, Young Gao, how he got told to uh, well he he kind of just made a rebuttal to uh, James Palmer for foreign policy. Um, yes, and he was just told to kind of fuck off. 
and I found that kind of uh, it really speaks uh, about James Palmer, I think. Yeah, <laughs> as a person. Yeah, that's uh, um, it's a textbook example, isn't it? Bullying of, of trying to wa- well, bullying and just trying to watch is dismiss- dismissing actual Chinese voices that disagree with their narrative, really. Yeah, yeah, that, that's definitely yeah. Because uh, he had a big thread today um, about his feelings about the place. Like he's like, no one cares what I say, even though, you know, he's he's an ethnic minority from Xinjiang, yep. and everyone just disregards what he says because he he's not saying what they want to hear. Exactly. Yeah. It, it kind of if, heartfelt. Yeah. Oh uh, well, have a look at that thread because um, be interesting. I do follow him, but it's a guy like that could so easily get a grift going and mm. tell the media what they wanted to hear. But, yeah, um, yeah he's obviously a, a dude of integrity, I guess. And yeah. I mean, he's a PhD as well, so you could just start making up stuff like two million Mongolians in the river or something, and he'll be on BBC next day, or John Oliver. Buy, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He'd be making lots of money, but, yeah. But I guess the establishment is, China Washington establishment, is making sure that, that he is not to be uh, not to be spoken to. And I'm, I'm not sure how powerful Palmer is. What's his role at foreign policy? Is he, is um, just, he's one of the editors or? there. I think he's the deputy right. editor. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty influential magazine then. So that's a um, that's a big voice. He used to work at Global Times as well. So it wouldn't, wouldn't that implicate him as well as like potentially a senior woman? Well, isn't the point that these people have to prove themselves so hard as we've just discussed with Drew is that if he was to slip just a little bit they could turn on him at any moment I guess I mean he's he's not just some talking talk he's not just some account on Twitter he's like a person with a actual yeah. influence so it's a bit different but yeah yeah it's oh it's all very scattered around I mean um James Sam is definitely uh one of the more senior voices on, on their side, um, you know, with uh, Bethany Ellen Abraham, I think that's her name. Yep. And Lita Hong Fincher, you know, that, that that's like the more uh, educated prestige gang. But uh, what I, what I yeah. find um, interesting about all of those people is that they can't take any criticism about their No, views. and yeah. as, soon as, as soon as there is any, what they've, they've done well is they've figured out how to weaponize the, the, the troll accounts on Twitter mm. to do their dirty work for them, pretty much. You know, they'll call for, you know, they had a go at uh, Carl a few weeks ago. And I think that's what's happening now. That's what. Definitely. Um, they talk about Wu Mao, but they, they definitely have uh, 100 Maos on their side in terms of army Absolutely. power. Yeah. I, anyway, I just really felt bad for um, Go Young because he, he got a lot of uh, crap just speaking his mind. <laughs> And getting attacked a lot. I actually should try and get him on sometime, if possible. Yeah, he's from New Zealand, so similar time zone, I guess. Yeah. I think he's in Auckland or so on, so, yeah. Interesting Great. to talk about, um, you know, his, his Mongol background as well, you know, and how that relates to, say, Hways and Uyghurs in the area. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I'm, yeah, I'd love to learn about how, how it all works over there, because... I mean, I guess that's probably one of the best people to listen to because currently trusts the Western media. Um, yeah. Pretty skeptical of some of the Chinese sources. So. Yeah. Someone, I mean, that's what, the Chinese media is just trashed. All they do is 
as you said, post infrastructure videos and minorities dancing, like as though the yeah. that happens in those areas. It's, <laughs> and, and it's not actually informative either. Like outside of propaganda, like you're not learning anything through that, and they're not educating the world about China enough. So, yeah, but we'll have to. I think we can devote a full episode to that one. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, this is this is pretty good. Just you know, starting off, talk what's in our mind. I guess have a few. Yeah, this has been actually been a good good first episode. Just uh, starting with a bit of online drama and <laughs> and, then, and then how that on, online drama is interacting with the real world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy because you know we we make fun of ASPI, um, Australian Strategic Policies the Policy Institute, but they. They they're doing a lot on for um the, the arms manufacturers. Yeah. Yes, um, some big money from Raytheon and such going into them and and I uh, looks like um, John Oliver's either his researchers have come across ASPI as well. Yeah. Um, and they use they use some of their stuff and the latest ones. So. And Adrian um, Zenz. <laughs> See uh the classic lineup of uh, <laughs> imperialism. Yeah, the big, the big, um, the big two. I mean, there's this also no, it's another one. I can't remember. Zen's ASPI. Who else? Can't remember. Yeah. Ballincat was kind of seemed to be on that for a while, but I think they seems to have branched out and doing a lot more other stuff as well. But they had a couple of people. Yeah, what is Bellingcat? Isn't that like a kind of like a progressive thing, but it's kind of like actually funded by the right or something? That's what I heard. I don't really know. I don't. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out as well. Um, yeah, they just had, for a while, they just had someone look like they were just on Google Earth looking at buildings in China and then extrapolating that data into, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. They literally just got random... Um, buildings that look like it could be an encampment. They're like, yeah, this is definitely it. That's it's right. Like, yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. They get random, like you know, pe- random prison photos of random people. You don't, you can't really, really see their ethnicity. Go on a train. They're like, yeah, these guys are definitely Uyghurs. Yeah, yeah. And yes. Even though that one um, time when they let in that BBC reporter, you try to make that kindergarten or the vocational center look really evil. It's like, well, that's right. <laughs> it just didn't come off very bad. It's just like, oh, I guess it's pretty sad that they can't leave, which is definitely wrong. But um, you know, it, it wasn't uh, genocide per se. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a complicated one. We'll have to. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not 100 in agreement of that policy at all. I mean, it's just, it's very broad. But um, I don't know enough. I don't. I just. Uh, it's a it's funny going on some of the left left book groups on Facebook and this gets brought up all the time and but the general consensus is for a lot of us we just we can't know. There's no there's no sources that can really be trusted. So I don't really know what we're supposed to do there, but um certainly we uh should resist any attempts to turn it into war, basically, which is my my main thing, I guess. And yeah. yeah, they've sold us plenty of lies in the past. So we should just be very careful before we get too carried away with anything. Definitely. Um, it, it just breaks off WMDs and 
you know, incubators, yeah. as, as I've said many times before. Um, yep. And I'm also quite um, interested um, in if you know it's definitely there's not going to be a war because look at the state of the US at the moment they, they don't they can't have any more problems but no but they might try to, to pretend you know like try to drum up stuff like that yeah yeah I'd, I don't know what they're doing <laughs> can't figure it out alright but we're going on 40 minutes so let's wrap yeah. this up and um, we'll uh, chat soon Yeah.